that which fell on stony ground, that which fell on the weeds, and that which fell on good ground. And he was actually now describing the different type of condition of the hearts of the hearers. There are hearers who hear with a wayside heart. There are hearers that hear, hear with a stony heart. There are hearers that hear with a weedy heart. The cares of this life choke the word. And then there are hearers that hear on good ground. They don't let, let any of that impact how they receive the word of God. Amen. And so now after he does that, his disciples have a problem with him because he's gaining ground in popularity. He's gaining ground in popularity and his preaching is now known through all all throughout Israel. His popularity is now at its all time high to the point that he is by the seashore and the people begin to now mob in multitudes to such a degree that he has to jump in a boat, pull out from the sea a little bit, and then he begins to teach them, but he teaches them in this parable. And the disciples are upset, Dwayne, because they say, why in the world do you have this whole big crowd? Because they're watching him preach the parable and they're watching the people's response. He, he, they know that the people aren't really understanding what he's saying. They're watching the pe- He's watching Jesus preach the disciples and saying, man, you got all these people that want to hear you preach. And now you want to preach in a parable? And then he begins to give the explanation. What is a parable? A parable is using an example from this world to point to a reality from his world. It is not. See, our problem is many times we don't understand because when we think when we use things from this world, we're pointing at things from this world. But he's actually trying to describe something invisible. Amen. And so his response to them when they say, why you ain't preach to all these people? This is the dialogue of that. And and, uh, verse number 10, and the disciples came and said unto him, why speaketh thou unto them in parables? He answered and said unto them, because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it is not given. For whosoever hath to him shall be given and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not, from him shall be taken away even that he hath. Therefore speak I to them in parables, because they seeing see not. And hearing they hear not. Neither do they understand. Remember, I'm going to talk about understanding. Right? Verse 14. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, with Isaiah, which saith, By hearing you shall hear and shall not understand, and seeing you shall see and shall not what? <clears throat> verse 15. Very major verse, and probably the verse that I work the most. For this people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal 
Now, that ought to stand out to you right away. I'm going to read it again, and some should pop out right, right away, and I'm going to deal with some other things, but, but I, I think I want to point this out before I even jump into it. For this people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest that any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand with their heart and should be converted. Everybody say converted. Hold on, he's talking to a whole bunch of people that are already walking with God. He's talking to people in relationship. He's not talking to the person in the club. He's not talking to the person that does not know him, that does not study him, that does not come to him. He's talking to the people of God. He's talking to the people in the church and saying, you need to be con." Perhaps conversion is more than confessing your sins and giving your life to Jesus. Father, we thank you and we bless you right now that your word comes with power, might, demonstration, ruach, life. We thank you and bless you that it is so now in Jesus' name. Amen. Verse 15, I'm going to read that one more time and I'm going to jump into this and I want to point out some things. For this people's heart is waxed gross. And their ears are dull of hearing. And their eyes they have less at any time. Everybody say any time. Everybody say any time. Everybody say any time. They should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand with their heart and should be converted and I should heal them. I want to highlight two phrases in verse number 15. First phrase is less at any time. Everybody say at any time. And then the second part of the phrase I want to highlight in verse 15, they should be converted. Everybody say they shouldn't be converted. Converted means changed, transformed, or enter into breakthrough. Less at any time they should be changed, transformed, or enter into breakthrough. I'm going to say that one more time. Less at any time they should be changed, transformed, or enter into breakthrough. See, what I need you to understand and get excited about is Yahweh can change us at any time. I wish I could get a witness. Yahweh can release breakthrough unto us at any time. Yahweh can change us at any time. Yahweh can transform us at any time. It ain't at a specific time. He says less at Anytime I should convert them and heal them. See, time, everybody say time, isn't what he needs to bring us into what he's called us to be. Proper vision is what he needs to bring us into what he's called us to be. God can do it anytime. Whatever you're struggling with, guess what? While you clapping, it could happen. While you are standing singing, it could happen. When you're riding to work, deliverance and liberty could break forth. Freedom and chains and shackles fall off. That is anytime. Everybody say anytime. It has nothing to do with time. It has everything to do with proper vision. Seeing they see not. Because if they saw at any time, I would release breakthrough right then. I would transform them right then. Glory be to I would free them right then. He's not, see, this is where we get around. Everybody say vision. I do believe 2020 was about vision. 
I do believe it was about vision, but not, not ministry vision. It is about proper vision, but not proper vision in ministry. It's not having our vision statement together. It's not understanding what we're doing, proper vision of him. He was not talking about a ministry vision. He says, seeing they see not. Seeing me, they don't see me for who I am. Hearing me, they don't hear me for who I am. Therefore, they don't understand me. Therefore, they remain in ministry unconverted. Oh, y'all know what I'm talking He is not talking to people who are not laboring. He's not talking to people who don't have titles. He's not talking to people who don't go to church he says therefore they remain in ministry unchanged untransformed glory be to God without breakthrough when they could be changed at any they remain coming to church week after week yet unchanged yet with the same struggles yet with the same inward wrestling yet with the same vices with ongoing struggles and issues and believers coming to church week after week with the same ongoing inward issues and struggles and the problem is as a result the church has created doctrines see we, we got to be careful when we start making doctrines the church has created doctrines that leaders are to lead with ongoing issues and believers are supposed to believe with ongoing issues when in fact the ongoing issue has nothing to do with the power of the issues and everything to do with a lack of vision the moment that you see at any time I need you to look at your neighbor and ask your neighbor what you waiting on You free right now. What you waiting on? That weight is lifted right now. What you waiting on? Your mind is the mind of Christ. Right? What you see? This is where we get it messed up. Y'all don't mind if I talk for a minute, do you? It's not just looking at the right person. We can look at the right person out of the wrong part of us. They were looking at the right Jesus. They were looking at the right Jesus out of the wrong part of themselves. It's not. Who is not seeing or hearing the right thing. It's seeing or hearing the right thing out of the right part of who we are. There is a required part of us for which God requires us to see him and to hear him. Seeing they see not. Not because they weren't seeing the right person nor hearing the right word, but they were seeing the right person and hearing the right word out of the wrong part of themselves. I'm about to help you understand how we understand. What does Matthew 13 and 15 say? And anytime they should with their eyes and uh, see with their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand with their heart God not 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 with your mind with your heart not with your soul with your heart not with your intellect with your heart you got the right person but you're trying to understand me out of the wrong part you got to understand me with your I'm trying to understand what the word is out of what part? Out of what part of you? Listen to me. The only part of us, everybody say the only part of us, that can get a proper vision of Jesus accurately and understand him is our heart. Not our head, not our soul, not our intellect. Glory be to God. And should understand with their heart and should be converted, transform, or changed. And could, should, be, should understand with their heart. Everybody say and. And should understand with their heart. Everybody say and. Be converted. 
Understanding is actually directly tied to converting. I need y'all to care and understand and be converted. So transforming is included with understanding. I need y'all to get this so we'll stop trying to understand out of the wrong part. Under converting, transforming, changing is included in understanding. What are you saying, Apostle Merritt? Inside of understanding it is being changed by it. If I haven't been changed by it, then I don't understand it. Because we don't understand with our mind. Understand with our... I need somebody to say, I need to understand right here. Come on, I need y'all to get this. Because some of y'all think y'all can't learn. You ain't got to understand up here first. Some of y'all think you can't catch stuff and you weren't good in school. That ain't got nothing to do with this. Because you don't need to understand first there anyway. Matter of fact, the people who understand it up here don't understand it. They can give you all the details but can't give you no demonstration. It ain't what you know up here. Seeing they see not and hearing they hear not. Therefore they remain uncon. It means I'm looking at and listening to the right person out of the wrong part of myself. I'm trying to understand with my head. I'm trying to understand with my soul instead of with my heart. The mark of understanding, please hear this, so you know you're going to understand where we're going. The mark of understanding isn't mental. It not in the kingdom. The mark of understanding isn't mental. It isn't verbal regurgitation. Pastor, you preach this, 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 and this. That don't mean you understand nothing. That's not understand. You're not, you're not necessarily transformed. You're just informed and it's frustrating to be informed and not transformed because I know exactly what the word says yet I have none of the life experience and so when you quote the scripture I say yeah 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 I know but then I say yeah 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 you don't understand because if you quote it and can't live it you don't understand it how do I know you understand it how do, I, how do we know when we understand the word? We can change it any time. Glory be to God. I, see, when I understand it, I don't put stipulations on my change. I can change any time. I'm not saying when God works me through this, I'm going to change. That means I don't understand it. I don't put prerequisites. I can change at any time. I, I might, in the middle of praise and worship, get changed. I, glory, I might walk on my way out of into church while I was listening to worship on the radio. I got changed before I even walked through the any time. You don't try to place prerequisites on your change when you actually understand. There is no steps. There is no process. Amen? We must understand at any time. I just want you to know that God is bringing me and you into an anytime place. Some of you are going to get it when you wake up out of your sleep. A dream, and you're going to wake up out of your dream shifted. Go ahead, be to God. Some of you are going to get it while you're at work. Instead of fussing back, you're going to say thank you, and God is going to convert you anytime and any place. Some of you are going to get changed brushing your teeth. Some of you are going to get changed cutting the grass. It's just an anytime place. Anytime shackles are falling. Anytime freedom is released. Anytime strength time isn't what Yahweh needs to change us proper vision is 
we can look at the son who makes us free and not be free at all. Because we looked at, a, looked at him out of our mind and not of our, out of our heart. We looked at him out of our soul, our feelings, our emotions, and not out of our heart. We can look at the Prince of Peace and not get none of it. Have the right man, but the wrong outcome. Because we tried to look at him and understand him out of the wrong part of who we are. Anytime we start seeing right, we're freed immediately. Do you understand what I, anytime, see, when your change is anytime, so is God's blessing anytime. See, a lot of people don't get it. You better connect the two. When you don't look at God and say, okay, God, when you do this, this, and this, I'm going to change. But when you just say, God, anytime, when the wind blows, I'm shifting. When the word comes, I'm changing. Glory be to God. When the power falls, I'm getting in alignment. When the truth comes, I'm going to be free. When anytime you want to shift me, I don't need a praise team. I don't glory. I don't need to be in church. I don't need to be in a prayer service. I don't need nobody praying over any time. Any time we get to the place where God, you can change me anytime. You're saying, God, you can bless me at any time. The reason why some of our blessings are on a timer because our change is too. When I get here, as soon as God worked me through this, I'm gonna change. And God said, Okay, as soon as you work through that, I'm gonna bless you. Because I don't need that time. I can do it any time. Somebody say less at any time. Your marriage can shift at any time. Y'all hear your children start speaking in tongues at any time. We're starting to see any time. Y'all miss who I said led prayer. I said Matthew Watkins led prayer. That wasn't any time. I don't know when that happened. I don't know how that happened. All I you start seeing any time moves of God when you stop putting your change on a timer. Because you're trying to understand it here. I don't need you to understand it here. Matter of fact, if you try to understand it here first, you'll never understand it. You'll be informed, but, never, but, but left unchanged. And the more you know without changing into what you know, the more you'll be, uh, lack the ability to ever change. It's deadly to have information and not transformation. It's deadly to be able to quote scriptures that you can't walk in. Amen. Conversion isn't about just about seeing Jesus. It's about seeing Jesus out of the right part of who we are. Our heart. Everybody say heart. Now watch this. Mark 12 and 30. I'm going to show you this. Mark 12 and 30. It says here, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with what? All thy heart, and then what? All thy soul, and then what? And then what? This is the first commandment. That is more than a slogan. That is an order in which we approach God. That is the four dimensions that bring us into divine devotion. Devotion always starts heart first. 
Can I help you understand this? That is an order. That ain't just, he didn't just throw those out there. Heart, soul, mind, then strength. Everybody, heart, everybody say heart. Mind, soul, strength. These are the four parts of man that can connect with God devotionally. It is, the prog- it is the way we progressively come into connection and communion with our king. Heart first, soul second, mind third. Oh, that's, we get in trouble. Mind third, strength last. It is literally the way we properly interact with God, with our person. If we're going to interact with God with our person and not just use church, we're going to have to honor that order. Heart, soul, mind, strength. The reason why so many believers never have proper vision of Jesus, therefore remain what? Unconverted is because Yahweh initiates all spiritual interaction and exchange with us in the heart. He will not start a spiritual interaction with us in our mind. He will not start a spiritual interaction with us in our soul. He always starts all spiritual interaction with us in our heart. So we come With our mind, we come prioritizing. I need to understand it here. And God says, that's third on my priority list. I don't need you to bring your mind first. I don't even need you to bring your mind second. I need you to bring your heart first. We come prioritizing understanding with our mind, and that's third priority to God. Heart first, soul second, mind. Everybody say third. So we attempt to skip the heart and the soul. And try to bring the word directly to our mind. And wonder why we're still unconverted. Learning how to whitewash the outside while we're still struggling on the inside. Learning the way of the Pharisee and the Sadducee. Why? Amen? We wind up informed but unchanged. Amen? Because understanding and conversion cannot begin in the mind. I need y'all to get this. Understanding and conversion cannot begin in the mind. Y'all don't mind if I teach that, do you? We come head first. God says come head third. I already got a head in place. He said, I don't need you to bring your head first. I already got a head in place. If we don't first understand in our heart and, 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 and then we skip to our mind, we have no permission to understand it in a way where it actually changes our life. We find ourselves fighting to do what the word would just form us into. We're fighting when God would just give us the form. We're trying to change when God would just transform us. We're trying to strive to overcome this mountain. If I can get past this, if I can get over this, if I can just work through this on the inside of me. Why? Because I'm filtering it all through my mental state and not through my heart. Lest thou will now at in their heart see, watch this, and at any time. I'm not waiting for you to come out of that situation. I'm going to give you peace for any time. I'm not waiting for your marriage to change I'm gonna give you joy anytime I'm not waiting for your body to feel better I'm gonna give you heat less at any time 
at any time. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, all thy mind, and all thy strength. All true, devo all true devotion ends in strength. Y'all don't mind if I teach. Heart, soul, mind, strength. And I'm just going to talk. All true devotion always ends in strength. Did y'all hear what I just said? Amen. You know why so many people in the church are weak? Because they're out of order. They are not out of the order religiously. They're out of order devotionally. Please hear what I'm saying. They are coming to God head first when Yahweh wants us to come to him head third. We can never begin with our head and end strong. We'll end upset. We'll end hurt. We'll end offended. We'll end mad. But we will not end strong. You can't never start with your mind and end strong. And so weakness is all over the house of God. Amen. So many saints are weak. The more, see, and, and what we don't understand is this. We actually think that God wants us to bring him our weakness. Amen. God does not want us to bring him our weakness. I'm going to prove it to you in scripture. I'm, I'm, I know I'm going to get in trouble for this. He actually wants our strength because we've been listening to all those love songs that said, you know, I'm just going to bring in my weakness. I'm going to give the sacrifice of my weakness. I'm just going to bring my emptiness. I'm going to bring my brokenness. I'm going to bring my weakness. He didn't say, I want all of your weakness. He did not say, I want all of your brokenness. He said, I want all of your strength. If your devotion was in order, you would not be bringing me emptiness. You would not be bringing me weakness. You would not be bringing me confusion. You would be bringing me all of your strength. I don't want your weakness because I already took that. Why would I want you to bring back what I buried when I hung on the cross and died. Don't bring me that lame sacrifice, Malachi. Go back and read the scripture. I don't need that. Bring me the sacrifice that I gave for you. God don't want none of our weakness. Because devotion always gives us strength. When our devotion is in order, when we start heart first uh, and it slips into our soul and we start feeling like blessing him, we start thinking about blessing him, it slips into our mind and our mind says, I am going to bless him. And our mind gives us strength to begin to clap our hands, dance and shout. All real devotion ends in strength. If after worship you're weak, your worship is out of order. All you want is my weakness. All you want. And your worship produces more weakness in you. And God is saying, when are you going to bring me your strength? Worship that actually makes us weaker and justifies it. God just wants me. He said, he didn't say he wanted you weak. He said, in my weakness, you're. So, and actually, when I get weak, I'm stronger. And if I'm not stronger, then we're doing unbiblical things in our worship. He does not want none of our weakness. He don't want to talk about how you want to quit. He don't want to hear that. He said, I gave you a devotional pattern. 
If you would just put your head down and pick your heart up and begin to lay your heart in my prayer. Y'all don't, I know some of you don't like this because it don't make sense to this. Good, because we got to put something, a nail in that anyway. And bring my heart when I don't feel good. Bring my heart when I don't like what's happening. Bring my heart when I don't understand what's going on. Bring your heart. I know your mind don't understand it. Leave it in the order that it belongs. Put it in third in line. Bring your heart first and bless the Lord rejoice in all things and then we look at that and say God don't want us to really rejoice in all things tell your mind to shut up and get back in line he said rejoice in all things and if you do you'll be strong in the end your mind is out of line we actually think once we try to Bring our new worship in. We rejoice in all things. God said, bless him in all things. We're like, ah, he don't really mean that. In all things, give thanks. All things are working together for our good. He don't really, that couldn't work out for my good because of what it did to me and how it made me feel. Put your mind back in line. It don't belong there. Now you're weak. After you pray. Now you confused after you went to God about it. Now you don't like him more after worship. What? That's out of order devotion. Amen. Yahweh doesn't want us to bring him our weakness, he actually wants our strength. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of thy heart. Because if you can give him your heart, your heart will tame your mind. Come on, if your heart, if you can believe I'm going to change your marriage in your heart. I know your mind can't see how, but your heart is the only one that can handle your crazy mind. Y'all hear what I'm saying? If can't nothing else handle your mind, your heart can. When you say yes in your heart, your heart will grab a hold of your crazy mind while it's bucking and while it's showing out and bring it back in and say, God said he's going to fix this. God said he's going to keep us. God said he's going to bless. Your heart is the only one that can handle your bucking mind. You never start mine first. Because then you'll be heartbroken. Don't ever put your heart after your mind because your mind will break your heart. Hello? If we just kept it in order. Watch this. The Lord doesn't want us to bring him all of our weakness. He already took care of that. If we bring our devotion back into proper order, we'll always be able to bring him all of our strength. See, man, do you understand when we get together and worship, it's supposed to be crazy. You know why it's supposed to be so crazy? Because everybody in here got their strength to bless them. I know I ain't the only one. See, I already preached today. I got up early this morning because I had to preach in Darlington and teach. And then after that, I came straight here to prepare three hours to preach here. And then I sweated out then. But guess what? I'm not bringing my mind and saying, God, I done preached already. God, I done been up since three o'clock in the morning. God, they don't even, they don't even love and appreciate everything I do. Shut up, mind, and get 
get in line. I'm bringing my heart first. That's the first thing that's coming before. And God, you can have all of my heart. And if you can have my heart, then you can have my body. I present my body a living sacrifice. I will not complain. I will as long as your heart is right, your soul will always want to bless the Lord. Your soul will always want to serve the Lord. I don't feel like it. That's not a soul problem. That's a heart problem. Your devotion is out of order. First thing in the, you ain't a morning person, but God is. Since God is a morning person and I'm not a morning person, I guess I'm going to take my heart and leave my mind snoozing until my mind figures out it don't run the show. I'm going to get up when I don't feel like getting up. I know I'm going to be tired later. Shut up, mind, and get in line. I'm getting to God this morning. I'm coming to God, and I'm going to bring him something, and I'm going to bless his name, and I'm going to seek his face. I'm coming heart first. Don't, don't come in here and think you're going to sit down when I preach, because I'm coming heart first. I ain't coming here to give a pity pat message to say we can't our fellowship service. I'm coming heart first. There is, a, there is a powerful scripture. There, can somebody think of I dare you for, with your heart, clap your hands. Start with your heart. Come on. I dare you. Make your mind and the fried chicken is thinking about getting in the back of the line. Make your mind and what you got to do when you get home and how you got to get the kids in the bath. Make your mind get in. Something happens when hearts start blessing God. You ever felt like quitting and you just said bump and I'm a blessing? You ever did that for real? Something happens. It's devotional order. We can do this all day. Literally. There are two there are two pictures of worship in the Bible that picture God's throne room. Revelations 4 and Isaiah 6. They give great images. I want to back up strength. God, we're supposed to bring God our, he does not want to, see, because we have been, we don't even understand, we can't discern good from evil. So we think, because the sound sounds good, bring them a weakness. I'm so hopeless, but I know when I'm hopeless, you come. I know when I want to quit, you help me not want to quit. And because it touches us, we don't recognize what part of us is touching. You listening to soul music. 
That ain't making you strong. That's keeping you weak. That is not ministering to your stuff. They just be so far in the spirit. No, you're just so far in the soul, you can't recognize the difference. But the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any double-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul. We're about to get some soul out of spirit's way tonight. So we can be strong. I need somebody to shout, I'm strong. I need somebody to shout, my praise is strong. My worship is strong. Hey, 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 I'm getting back in order. Watch this, watch this. Hallelujah. Don't that feel good for it to be strong? Guess what? In the morning, it's going to be strong. In the middle of the day, when you get hungry and sleepy, <laughs> when I'm weak, I can bless them. You know why? Because worship doesn't start with my strength. So we say, God, I'm so weak. I want to worship you, but I'm so weak. He said, because you're in the back of the line. You need to get back to the front. I don't need you to be strong to worship me. While you're worshiping me, I strengthen you. Get back in your heart and... There won't be a time we come in here and I don't dance. And y'all actually think I always feel like dancing. But I made up in my mind, so sit down until you can obey. My God, mind, sit down until you can obey. Strength, sit your behind now until you can obey. I'm bringing my heart alone until... We got to have some order. Devotion always ends in strength. You just supposed to bless the Lord at all times? I'll bless the Lord at all times. He ain't just telling you that because he got a big ego that needs to be stroked. They're strengthening that for you. We just think God actually feels better when we say thank you. I just want to make you smile. Guess what? Whether you say thank you or not, he's going to smile. It ain't for his benefit, because when you don't say holy, the angels will. God, y'all hear what I'm saying? When you don't say glory, power, and honor, the 24 elders will. My God, if you don't say thank you, he got a throne that sends out voices, lightnings, and thunders. And if all else fail, even the rocks will cry out for him. He don't need our praise. That ain't for him. That's for you. That's for me. Hallelujah. And you're going to let me join the choir? And you don't think I can bless them? I ain't a soprano. I ain't a tenor. What's the other one? An alto. I ain't got none of the notes. But God said, join the choir. <laughs> okay, God. 
Romans, Revelation 4 and 4. Watch this. It's so powerful. Revelation 4 and 4. Shandayarabako. You feel your strength? Revelation, Revelation 4 and 4 says, And round about the throne were four and twenty seats. And upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting. Everybody say that, that they're people like me and you. Clothed in white raiment, and they had on their heads crowns of gold. Now go to verse number 9. This blessed me, and I just want to help you understand that we are to bring God our strength. <clears throat> and when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne who liveth forever and ever, verse 10, the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and ever and cast their what? before the throne and say thou art worthy O Lord to receive glory honor and power see y'all miss that 24 elders cast down their crowd at his feet as an act of worship now follow this because crowns are images of authority crowns are images of power crowns are images of strength the crowns represent these elders strength glory be to God they were worshiping Jesus by casting down their strength at his feet and then say thou art worthy to receive glory honor y'all miss that not worthy to give glory honor and power but worthy to receive it I'm going to give glory honor and power back to God because oh, see we're waiting for God to give power and God said when you going to give me some we're waiting to give him for glory to come but he's worthy to receive glory not just send it he's worthy to receive power not just send it when are we going to have power to send back when are we going to have glory to send back? We ought to bring him our strength. Not to give glory and honor, but to receive. Where are the people he can receive from? They cast their strength down at his feet. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. Why were they able to cast their strength? Please hear me. Because their head was cool. Jesus had all of their mind. Their head was crowned. All of their mind was covered with royalty. Y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. And if God had all of their mind, then they could give him all of their strength. The only reason why they could give him their strength is because he had already covered their mind. So they don't walk around with their head knowing how powerful and anointed they are. But they take it and understand, I ain't got no right to be telling God how weak I am. Him. After he put this on me, I ain't got no business telling God how I want to give up after he put. My God, I got too much on me. for. I need somebody to shout. It's too much glory on me for that. It's too much power on me for that. It's too much favor on me for that. It's too much purpose. I'm, I'm about to cast some crowns. 
He don't want our crying. He wants crowns. He don't want our tissues. He wants glory. When you going to give me back what I gave you? When you get back in devotional order. Amen. Now watch this. Let me bring it back here. I'm almost done, y'all. Come on, somebody lift your voice and bless him just one good time. Let's bless him up in here. Come on, let's bless the Lord. Come on, let's bless him. Anybody want to bless him for real? Come on, I don't mind doing it with you. Can we practice right now? Come on, can we just practice for one minute? Not with your strength, not with your mind, not with your soul, but with your heart. Come on, I dare you to open your heart right now and bless him good. Clap good. Shout good. Give him some glory good. Hallelujah. Watch this. Matthew 13 and 15. Look at this. Matthew 13 and 15. I'm going to go back here. I want to show you a couple of things and we're going to get up out of here. But somebody's anytime is right now. Your anytime ain't tomorrow. Your anytime ain't even the next hour. Your anytime ain't tonight. Your anytime is right now. Less at any time. Matthew 13 and 15, watch this. For this people's heart is wax gross. I need to teach just for a little bit more. Y'all still with me? For this people's heart is wax gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes, watch this, they have closed, lest at any time. We're not waiting on God. God is waiting on us. Lest at any time they should see with their eyes. When Jesus says they close their eyes, uh, Deaconess Marcia, he's not talking about closing their physical eyes. See, our problem, we can't read that out of a natural under, out of, see, what we try to do is read that and then try to decipher it with our mind, and we don't get nowhere near what God is saying. He is not talking about their eyes. They close in their eyes when Jesus comes. They close in their eyes when he preach. That's not what they're saying. What eyes is he talking about them closing? Keep in mind, watch this, because y'all got to catch this. Jesus is speaking in reference to the heart. When Jesus speaks of them closing their eyes, he's speaking of their heart. The heart is the mind's eye. The mind doesn't see up here. The mind sees down here. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is, how can I think in my heart unless my heart is my mind's eyes? They have closed their eyes. In other words, they're trying to understand with their mind while bypassing their heart. They're trying to get a mental understanding of something they don't have in their heart first. 
They're not prioritizing receiving it here. They're prioritizing receiving it up here. They have closed their eyes. See, this is the thing about it. When my eyes are closed, closed, Kevin, Pastor Charles, if my eyes are closed, let's say I close my eyes, and he's talking about the eyes of their heart, and then somebody describes you to me, somebody preaches to me about you to tell me who you are. Nobody knows you better than your wife. So if anybody can preach to me and tell me who you are, she can. But my eyes are closed now. So first lady, tell me what he looks like. Come on, just give me something now. What are he wearing? Do he got hair? Do he don't have hair? He has on a blue suit. He has a bald head. He has a mustache. Okay, so now... What's my problem? My problem is I got an accurate description, but since my eyes are closed, I got to use my imagination. So I heard what you said, and what you said is right, but the problem is my eyes are closed. And so you, though you said blue, I picture royal blue. And though you said bald-headed, I picture a light bald-headed man, not a dark bald-headed man. And you said mustache, so I picture a skinny mustache and not a goatee. In other words, all I can do is use my imagination to understand who you're preaching to me about because my eyes, oh, y'all don't want to talk to me up in this place. It's too many people trying to use their imagination to understand who God is. That's why we believe he wants us to bring him our weakness you've been using your imagination that's why we believe that somehow or another people who died in their sin still made it to heaven you've been using your imagination you have now begin to you close the eyes of your heart and act like God don't mean what he says I got the right word about him I just my eyes aren't open so I got to imagine God is love. So what do I imagine love is? Love is wouldn't send me to hell. Okay, so God is love. He wouldn't send us to hell. I didn't say he wouldn't send you to hell. I said God is love, but you heard that with your eyes closed. And so you use your imagination to come up with what love is. God is good, but I heard that with my eyes closed. So that means he's going to give me the job I want, the car I want, the money I want, the success I want. God is good. All things work together for the good of them that love God, that are called according to his purpose. For those he foreknew did he predestinate to be conformed into the image of his son. It's good if he's making you like him. It ain't good just because you're successful. Just because you can get on Facebook and show your vacation saying God is good. But you don't look nothing like God at the beach. So, But you're using your imagination. Your eyes are closed. You're trying to understand a God which starts with our heart, with our mind. I need somebody open your eyes. My God. He is good. Open your eyes. He's a keeper. Open your eyes. You have the victory. Open your eyes. I can only imagine. 
what that day will be when I see you in front of me. Can only imagine what it'll be like. And then you start crying. I look you in your eye. And you listen to that whole song with your eyes closed. I can only imagine is a lie. What you? You ain't gotta only imagine. God lives in your heart. Open the eyes of your heart and you can see him. What you mean I can only imagine? You lying. I can't wait to see Jesus. What you waiting on? Put your eyes closed listening to that song and actually think it's anointed. That song ain't ministering to your spirit. That song is ministering to your soul. And unless your eyes are open, you can't discern good from evil. I know good from evil. Folk who drinking are evil and folk who ain't ain't. It's deeper than that. Can I show you? Oh, go. I feel the presence of God. Anybody see a pure? I, feel, I sense a purifying presence. I feel myself getting clean up in here. I feel my God washing something fresh on me. Do you understand you're about to ascend? This word, for those who have a heart to receive it, actually is a proclamation of elevation. Who shall ascend to the hill of the Lord? And who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath. Guess what just got clean today? And a pure heart. Guess whose heart got purified a little bit? I just want you to get ready because you're about to ascend. Promotion is coming your way. Elevation is coming your way. I need somebody to shout for ascension. Romans 1.21, go here, I'll prove it to you. This is a sharp word to discern between good and evil. This will help you if you want to be helped. Romans 1 and 21, watch this. Because that when they what? They glorified him not as, neither were they, but became vain in their, and their foolish Because there's only one place I can know God from. Their foolish heart was darkened. It's foolish to think you know God in your heart. You leave saying, I don't understand. I didn't understand that word. Well, it's not given to you to enter the kingdom. Understanding is not whether you can or can't. You can, it just is a matter of you going to humble yourself to now see it from the proper place. Well, I see the word right. Well, why ain't you changing? There has to be some repenting. God ain't saying you're disqualified. What he's saying is you ain't went deep enough in your core yet. I need you to change your posture when you're hearing the word. I need you to be more humble when you sit under the preaching. I need you to take it more seriously and soberly. 
Because you ain't seeing it from the right place. You got to see it like you would see it if somebody picked up your baby that you didn't know. If somebody picked up my baby that I didn't know, I'm not taking my eyes off of them until I get what they got in their hands that belong to me. You got to look at the preacher the same way. I ain't taking my eyes off of you until I get from you what you got from me from God. You look with your heart. You hear with your heart. Watch this. All right, now. <clears throat> when we don't understand that the heart is the mind's eye and we live life trying to begin seeing and understanding from the mind, we go deeper and deeper into the darkness of imagination. You ever talk to somebody who's in the deep darkness of imagination? You try to tell them, you know, God is not... Uh, because God is too good to do like that. My God ain't going to leave me like They just, oh, I mean, they're so dark because they closed their eyes so long and came up with their own ideas. And they think when they're talking, they're talking to God and they're talking to themselves. The worst idol is I. And God told me to, to not like them no more. God told me to never talk to them again. No, you told you that. God told me he going to chop them down. You got to touch not the Lord's anointed. Don't give that to the wrong person. Touch not the Lord's anointed and do his prophet no harm. Somebody cut you off at Burger King. Don't give that to the wrong person. My God. Because you, so, you, you so not seeing God, you actually think God is like that. We begin to think God is like us. And we turn the image of the corruptible, incorruptible God into the image like unto. I'm in the book. He's not like me in you. Amen. The more we come with ideas about God that ain't really God because we're trying to understand it with our mind while our eyes are closed, which is our heart, the further and further we get into darkness, the further and further we function into imagination. I'm almost done. Can I just teach for a minute? Y'all don't mind if I just teach. I'd really need to finish this because I want to deal with something next month, and this sets that up. If y'all don't mind, just stick with me for a minute. Just come on from your heart. Start with your heart and just stick with me for a minute. Imagination, dialogosmos is now the Greek word. It means the thinking of a man that is deliberating within himself. It's inward questioning. It's when you hear a word and your mind questions and says, okay, it is true. Okay, it ain't right. You know, okay, was he talking about me or was he just preaching? Okay, it, what, the, what the mind wants to do is begin to deliberate talk in, in you until what? You no longer see it with this. And you start seeing it when you close these eyes. Because when I heard it with my heart, I felt God's spirit. See, when you hear, you know when you hear something. When it first hits you, you know when it's the spirit of God. Something hits your heart. But then after it hit my heart, I went straight to my mind and allowed my mind to start deliberating. Because the devil's trying to steal the seed before it can germinate and produce what it's called to produce. And so I close my, my eyes of my mind and imagine 
the agenda of the preacher. The preacher came to preach about me. You wouldn't believe some of the things that people think in their mind. Don't think you are crazy for that. That's anybody's mind that tries to understand God's word from the mind first. Amen? Now watch this. I'm going to go to this scripture, and then I'm going to close. Isaiah 6. You understand that when, 6 verse 1, you understand that when Jesus says, seeing they see not, hearing they hear not, he was quoting Isaiah. He was quoting Isaiah 6. You, we know the first part of the verse, but we never get to the second part of the verse, which he was quoting in Matthew, um, in, um, Matthew 13, seeing they see not. We all know in the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up in his train filled the temple. But the second latter part of that same scripture is what Jesus quoted to help Israel understand the condition for which they, why they could not receive him nor the word of God. Amen. Now watch this. Isaiah chapter 6. Let's just go ahead and read it real quick. What time is it? 622? Y'all give me seven more minutes and I promise I'm done. Give me just seven more minutes. Amen. Seven more minutes. All right. It says, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up and his train did what? Verse number two. Above it stood the seraphim. Each one with six wings, with twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. Y'all see that? I wish I had time to talk about that. We'll do it another time. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that what? Who had glory, honor, and power? God or the voice of him who cried? Who moved the door? God or the voice of him that cried? Because we don't cry out in weakness. You could have been closer to your door if you cried with strength. He moved the door. It's a whole nother message. And the house was filled with smoke. Go. Then said I, woe is me, for I am a man undone. Because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of the people of unclean lips. Listen to what he says. For my eyes have done what? I actually seen his facial features. I saw what he looked like. Not only did I see what he looked like, I saw his facial features. I saw his throne. I saw what authentic worship looks like. And then the moment that Isaiah sees God for real. The Bible says God sends an angel to now touch his mouth. Why does he send an angel to touch his mouth? Because he has to be able to describe what he's seeing. He said, my lips are unclean because I don't have a language to describe what I'm looking at. Oh, glory be to God. See, see, oh, I, don't, I, I have been serving God for five chapters, but this is the first time I actually saw him. And when I saw him, I realized even though I was telling people to repent for five chapters, my lips are unclean. Because it's easy to defend God, but it's much harder to demonstrate him. You don't have to see him to, to defend him, but you have to see him to demonstrate him. Everybody want to defend him, but nobody want to demonstrate him. 
So he touches his lips. Now watch this. Go to the next verse. As soon as he touches his lips and laid it upon his mouth and took away his iniquity. Watch this. I'm, I promise I'm closing. Go to the next one. And also then, after that, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send? And who shall go for us? Then said, here I am. Send me. I'll go. Yahweh sent Isaiah. Why? Because Isaiah had actually seen him. He was not sending Isaiah to repent so you don't go to hell. He was not sending Isaiah to go out and say the world, repent because the world needs to change. He was not sending him to go help all hurting people. He was sending Isaiah because Isaiah saw his face. I need you to go and preach my features. I need you to go and describe my throne. I need you to go and preach what real worship looks like because the hearts of these people have waxed gross. What you see, they're only imagining. And I need you to preach to people who are imagining because you see. They're imagining they're before. Just imagine you're before the throne of God. What you going to do that for? Go. Amen. He was sent to preach the features of God because he had seen him. He didn't ask him who will send me and who will go for us until he says, my eyes have seen the king. Now he said, okay, who can I send? He was sent to preach the worship of God because he had seen it. Why did Jesus quote Isaiah? Because he had came to preach the father and his features. Jesus had seen him too. As a matter of fact, he had been with her. He did not come to preach, repent so the world can be a better place. He did not come to help just broken people. He came to declare the Father. I came to show you. When you look at me, you see him. When, when I do something, I'm only doing what I see the Father do. I came to teach you about worship because I know what it really is. Because those who really worship me, he did teach it. They won't worship me on a mountain. They'll worship me and why does he qualify to preach about worship? Because he had been there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus didn't come to preach, don't go to hell. He came to preach the features of the Father. He came to show the world what heaven looked like. So he quotes Isaiah and says, and he said, go, look at what he says in Isaiah. This is the same thing Jesus says, verse 9 and 10. And he said, go and tell this people, hear ye indeed, but understand not. And see ye indeed, but perceive not. Make the heart of this people fat and make their eyes heavy and shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their Didn't he quote that verbatim? Jesus said the same thing. And convert and be healed. Isaiah, as was Jesus, had to preach to a people about a God they saw to a people who had only imagined him. Glory be to God. Their assignment was to go say, look, I know you have three songs 
songs and then you go into the sermon. But that ain't how it go down in heaven. Y'all hear what I'm saying? I know you stand up when your favorite song come on, but that ain't how it go down in heaven. I know you clap when you feel good, but that ain't how it go down in heaven. They're crying holy, holy, and next second they're crying holy, and next year they're crying holy. So they're called to preach to people what they've witnessed to a people who've only imagined. Obviously, you know it ain't going to go well because imaginations run wild. They were called to preach them. They were called to preach them out of imagination. And we never say, okay, man, now look here. Yeah, I want to preach about God. I want to preach because what? To know him is eternal life. And this is eternal life, to know thee, the only true and living God. And Jesus Christ, who are we supposed to be preaching? God. How are you going to preach who you ain't seen? The only way we have eternal life is to know him. Have you seen him? Or can you only imagine? If you can only imagine, you need to be quiet and listen to people who've seen him. Because they act different. They're wired different. They're fired different. They endure different. They seen something. So then he sends him, he said, I want you to go preach to him. Now watch this, and I'm closing. Because we always talk about in the year King was at, and we talk about how great worship was. Just like we talk about eyes have not seen, ears heard, neither entered in the heart of man. That's actually an indictment. That's actually God indicting them. Because if you open your eyes, you could see. And if you open your ears, you could hear. Eyes have not seen nor ear heard, neither entered into the heart because the heart's eyes are closed. Not because I got something big planned for you. What I got planned for you, you could already be experiencing. But I still ain't seen it. That's not a good scripture. Amen. Watch this. Isaiah 6, verse 11 and 12. And I'm, and I'm closing. Look what he says he does. And this blesses me because this is us. He says, then said, Lord, how long? Because God says, go preach to him about what you saw. Preach to him about who God really is and real worship. And Isaiah said, well, how long do you want me to do that? He says, and he answered, until the cities be wasted without inhabitant." And the houses without man, and the lands be utterly desolate. He said, and the Lord have removed men far away, and there be a great forsaking in the midst of the land. In other words, you want me to keep on preaching about what God looks like to a people who don't understand it, and that are going to keep on walking away from it and keep on? I thought we were supposed to preach for everybody to understand. He said, no, whether they understand or not is how I'm sifting and sorting them. The ones that walk away from it that don't understand it are actually the people that ain't called to it. Because everybody could understand it at any time. All they got to do is open. <laughs> no, you don't understand because you can't understand. You don't understand because you're trying to understand out of the wrong part. We can understand everything God says. Hello? He says, but yet it shall be a tenth. He said, I want you to preach until there's nothing but a tithe left. 
I want you to preach until there's nothing but a remnant. Glorious remnant. Revival. Why are we called remnant? Because we're going to preach about him until there's nothing left. But a bunch of people that don't want to imagine no more. But thy kingdom come and thy will be done in earth as it is. And I ain't waiting until I die. I'm going to release some of this right now. I'm going to live in some of this right now. I'm going to walk in some of this right now. Well, I don't understand it. Open your eyes. I fall over this speaker. I know you do. Do you understand? If you don't, you can. If you leave here and you don't understand it, move where you're trying to understand it at. Don't try to make it the way that it's taught. Stop putting it on a human plane. This... If you're going to, me and you are going to believe we can see God right now, it ain't going to be because of teaching strategies. If heaven is going to be on earth, it ain't going to be because we now cater to how different people learn. Hello? It don't start here no way. You could be a flunky. You can't, even, you can't even properly bring subject-verb-agreement together. And you open your mouth and all he- heaven breaks loose. I'm telling you, God is about to send in some people that are about to make some people mad. Because you can properly articulate everything they say, but you can't demonstrate it. And they're going to come in and demonstrate with half the sentences stuff that we can describe uh, uh, to a T, but yet cannot produce. Because they saw something. Everybody stand to your feet. My prayer on this night is to open eyes. Come on, I, I, no, no, anytime. You don't, no, 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 anytime. My prayer tonight is, is that there's grace to open eyes. That, that we are putting the mind in its proper place. It is not third in priority. It's not first in priority. It is third. I'm bringing my heart, and I'm going to learn a devotional order. I'm, I'm getting my life back in order because I'm going to walk in strength. I'm going to give God crowns, not crying. I'm going to give him back glory, power, and honor. That he gave me. He's going to cover my mind. Therefore I can give him my strength. There's a song that says. Open the eyes of my heart Lord. Open the eyes. Of my heart. I want to see thee. But in all honesty. He doesn't have to open them. He says, let's say, anytime you open your own eyes. You don't have to wait for God to do that. There's a part of you that can see God right now that me and you can open if we renew our, if we don't try to understand it here, but we say yes to it here. There's an eye that we can open right here, right now. But you ain't going to do that up here. That's third. You might not understand what's happening in your heart with your mind for three, four, five months down the road. 
but you'll know something happened. The mind will catch up when it catches up. But my prayer on tonight is that there's an opening of the heart. There's an opening of eyes, man. You'll understand. You will be equipped. You will grow. Glory to God. You'll see. You'll see God for who He is. You'll see Him for yourself. I call you out of imagination. I call you out of waiting until you die one day. I call you into a kingdom paradigm. God, if, you're say, if, you, if that's you saying, God, I want to open my eyes. I just want you. Right where you are. I need you to make an altar. If you're one that said, I need devotional order. My devotion has been out of order. Glory to God. But God, there's grace today to bring my devotion in order. Kande, Reman, Sanda, Mandaba. I want you to know if you're here, you're remnant. You still wouldn't be around if you wasn't. God, I open my heart. God, I put my mind back in its place. God, I come back to devotional order right now. Heart first. Heart first. Heart first. Heart first. I bring my heart to you every single time first. Soul, mind, and strength. I thank you that these will be the days of my greatest strength. Come on, I need you to I need you to believe that. These will be the days of my greatest strength. It'll be the, the days of my greatest endurance. These will be the days where I accomplish more than I ever accomplished. And watch God move through me in ways I never thought He could. These are the days where me and God come face to face like we never have. Come on, just for wherever you are, if that's you, I just need you to bless God. Come on, from wherever you at, just begin to worship Him. Come on. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. Hey. Right now, right now, right now, right now. It breaks right now. Mind changes right now. Shackles loose right now. Inward transformation right now. Anytime, 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 anytime. My anytime is now. Let us 
sound from your heart. Hey, I know you're tired, but release something from your core. Release something from your core. Let something go from your core. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I got another hallelujah in my spirit. Hey, 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 Ho, 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 ho. With my heart, 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 have my heart, with my heart, have my heart, with my heart. I'm giving this one with my heart. I'm blessing your name with my heart. I'm waving my hands with my heart. I'm thanking you with my heart. I open my Hallelujah. I'm telling you, somebody's about to be enraptured into a high and lifted up moment. You're about to see the Lord high and lifted up. You're about to have a God encounter. Somebody in here, you're about to have a God encounter like you've never had in your life. My God, God is coming to visit your house. Hey! 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 Oh, na na, hey! You know what happens when you catch a glimpse of the angels saying, holy, 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 nonstop? It causes you want to say, thank you, thank you, thank you, nonstop? Oh, that's how you do it. There's a God encounter coming to a people. There's a God encounter coming to a people. There is, a, there is literally a whole month where we're going to try to come together and we will not be able to preach. We will not be able to sing. It'll be so heavy and so glorious that we'll try to get up. The praise team will try to get up and end up on their face. I'll try to preach and end up under the glory. We'll try to do business as usual. It's going to go on going for one month. 
the glory of God is, I'm telling you, it's going to be what God wanted because he does not want a man to have an encounter with God. He actually wanted a people. That was his plan from the beginning. He brought Israel out of Egypt so that a people could have an encounter with God on a mountain. We're going to enter into days that, that, that the world is going to call revival, but God is going to call the new normal. Hallelujah. I don't need you to get that with your head. I need you to grab that with your heart. I don't get it, but one of the prophets sent it and it agreed with my spirit. And so I'm just prophesying back what one of the prophets sent me. I don't understand it. I don't know how that's going to work. But God told me to announce it. Father, we... You know what? I'm going to just do this real quick. I want to open the doors of the church. I don't... But I sense God told me to do this before we were done. And I'm going to be obedient while we're in this grace. If there's anybody here that senses a calling to be a part of this work and this move of God, I want you to come from wherever you are. Come on, I want you to come now.